Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective! Well, hey, gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men. I hope you are all keeping well as we race towards the end of 2023. It is December 6th. I can't believe it. Tomorrow, December 7th, is my 21st wedding anniversary with my beautiful wife, Cindy. I'm grateful to God for 21 years of marriage. And by the grace of God, we'll do another 21 and some. And uh, I just cannot believe how fast that went. Man, time sh- really flies when when you're having fun i guess (laughs) or just when you're married but man i can't believe it's been 21 years and uh yeah it's crazy so we're gonna go out for some dinner i'm not sure where we truth be told we might get chick-fil-a because here in canada we don't get that too often so (laughs) you're probably thinking matt you're a cheapskate i'm glad i'm i'm glad you don't you know plan my wedding anniversaries because it'd be chick-fil-a and a walk around the mall but um my wife actually suggested that so i think we're gonna do that tomorrow go for chick-fil-a and walk around the mall and probably do some some uh christmas shopping for our kids but uh thank you for joining in today i appreciate you listening and speaking of christmas presents um and anniversary presents uh my wife and i and our family we uh i shared a couple weeks ago or it might have been a week ago on the podcast uh, that we recently had to put our dog down and uh, she was 18 years old a little shih tzu and we had her for 13 years and she was awesome man she she was just such a cool dog and we loved her very much and honestly man like you know i when it comes to cats you know some of you might like cats but and i don't i don't dislike cats but i do for pets we've tried cats over the years and they never work out and it's just more of a burden than anything and so but there's something special about a dog i find and that's just my own you know subjective opinion um even though it's right and uh there's something special about dogs you get really close to them and they're super smart man they're smart animals and um they're just great to have in your home and when we lost when when we had to say goodbye and put our dog down her name was miley and when we had to put her down um it was tough uh my daughter was three years old when we got her and you know like i said we had her for 13 years and so it was it was more difficult than i imagined it being to be honest i knew it was coming and um so when that day came we you know we're at the vet and we said goodbye and and then 
we realized for the about the next you know the next few days we you know probably the next week it was like you you would look up and expect to see miley on her favorite spot on the couch and you'd expect to like you know have to take her for a walk and um you know you're just kind of wondering where are you and you'd come in the door you know coming into the house and you'd be like miley or you you know have her come and greet you at the door and uh you know when she was younger she used to race to the door and then when she was older she would just kind of stroll slowly to the door but always greeting you and so after the first week of not having her around anymore it's just kind of like we realized uh that we are definitely a dog family and i'm like okay you know maybe we could start looking around and maybe we could find ourselves an, a new dog but it has to be the right time and it has to be the right cost because dogs aren't cheap and uh you know it just has to work out and so we just kind of looked around a little bit online and um saw a couple and oh yeah she's cute or he's cute and uh he's too big we don't want a 50 pound dog and things like that they're cute when they're puppies but then they get big and we're we're, we're definitely a small dog family so uh just this past thursday so not quite a week ago i looked online and i saw an ad for a cute little shih tzu and so i, I sent a message and a lady responded and and she was apologetic for us having to put our dog down and and she said actually this dog's taken um somebody's coming today uh but i do have another one and she was speaking of a dog that she didn't have listed and she said he's a four month old maltese shih tzu and um and his name's ollie and uh he's available and uh so i'm like do you have any photos so she sent some pictures a couple minutes later and as soon as my wife and i saw the picture come through of ollie uh o-l-l-i-e uh immediately we're like oh my goodness this little dog was so cute looking black and white and just so cute and so uh that day that evening we went out there um to, to see ollie and that night we brought him home and so we were blessed we're so grateful for little ollie he's such a cool dog and we're so grateful and uh he's just a little dog he'll be he'll be uh bigger than our previous uh dog miley but still considered a small dog probably 12 15 pounds but he's so cute so fun so well behaved he loves his walks and and it was funny when the first time i took him out for a walk um i was just ex expecting him to know how to go for a walk but then I realized that this was like completely foreign to him because he was just in this home being taken care of in this home and uh, with a bunch of other dogs. It was this home that bred dogs. And so as I'm walking him for the first time, it was just all new. Like, you know, cars would come by and he would like get freaked out and come behind me and people would walk by and he start barking his head off and just complete. And I could tell like he's not used to this. And now he loves his walks. He's used to cars. He's pretty good with people, you know, but he's just such a sweet, funny, you know, fun. He loves playing fetch and I just taught him how to go downstairs. That was all on me. <laughs> he wouldn't go down our stairs for the life of him. And so I just help him and kind of force him along the way. And then now he's doing it all by himself. And so uh, as you can hear it in my voice, I, I have discovered that I love little dogs and I just i tell you this little ollie he just he's got my heart man i love this little dog and he's my best buddy and <laughs> we play all the time and sometimes he gets out of line and he does a little nibble on my nose and i'm like no no 
<laughs> but anyways, that's just new and exciting for me and my family. And my son, actually, we got him Thursday and then we went and picked up my son from the Toronto airport. He came back from Florida and we didn't tell him. So when we got home, we just opened the front door and he started started hearing barking. He's like, what? And he sees this little dog and he's he's pretty excited too. But I promise you, he's not excited, as excited as I am. So, but saying all that, we are going to get into today's topic. In a case like this, Shag and Scoob did exactly the right thing. Let's scram. Let's go. So what we are talking about today is when a man needs to get off the fence. That's right. When a man needs to get off the fence. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, some man climbing a fence to get to the other side of the road. I'm talking about when a man is on the fence when it comes to serving God. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things on one side of the fence, and that side is the side where God would be and serving God, serving Jesus, you know different ways that God wants us to live, holiness, love, forgiveness, righteousness, obedience, you know, the word of God, prayer life, um, humility, honesty, integrity, character, you know, reading our Bibles, growing close to God, um, giving, you know, serving people, serving in the church, um, just, just faithfully serving God. That's all on one side of the fence. Excuse me. And then on the other side of the fence is is the world serving ourselves, serving Satan, serving the pleasures of our flesh, um, you know, serving, you know, drugs, you know, worshiping sex, um, living for money, living for your career, living for fame and being popular and and making you know pleasing everybody and and storing up treasures you know having the latest iPhone and the biggest house on your street and the nicest car in your parking lot and just that that's all the things of this world you know impurity greed pride um, lust all those things are on the other side of the fence and and some of us we we find ourselves not on one side of the fence and not on the other side of the fence but we find ourselves on the fence and you can't live on the fence gentlemen i dare you right now to literally go out and climb a fence and sit on top of that fence you might last a minute or two you might last 5 10 minutes on that fence uh, but then your crotch is going to start to really hurt your legs are going to get tired and, and you're going to lose your balance and you're going to fall off to one side of the fence or, or the other. And so it's important that you understand, like, you can't, you can't keep living on the fence when it comes to serving God. You got to choose. You got to make a choice. And so that's what we're talking about on today's episode. Um, we're going to start to read here in Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 to 15. This is the, uh, the time where... <clears throat> excuse me, Joshua was, um, was basically preaching and, 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 you know, pleading with the people of Israel to, to, to make up your mind, to get, to get off the fence and make up your mind and serve God. And so he re- it reads here in verse 14, <clears throat> man, sorry guys. 
I'm clogged up for some reason. So he says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. So there it is. He's like, okay, make up your mind. If if you want to serve God, serve God, then throw away all those false gods that your ancestors worship. Uh, but if you just, it's if it doesn't, you know, if it's not a desire in your heart to serve the Lord, then okay, it's time for you to make up your mind. He says, choose for yourselves today who are you going to serve? Whether the lowercase gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me, Joshua said, and for my household or my family, we will serve the Lord. So there it is, Joshua, he was the leader of Israel at that time, and he told them, listen, get your act together and, and make up your mind. Get off the fence. Either serve the false gods of your ancestors or serve the, the one true God of heaven. But get off the fence and make your choice today. And he's like, and I'll let you know, but as for me and my household, as for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. We are going to serve serve Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's the choice we all have to make. You see, Israel, they did not only worship God. They they were actively actively engaged in idolatry and and the false worship of many, you know, non-Jewish false gods and and you know such as Baal or Asherah or Chemosh or Dagon and there's all there's many many more false gods but but just listen to this okay when it comes to the false god Baal I'm sure you've heard of Baal or Baal some might say Baal was the name of the supreme god worshiped in ancient Canaan and Phoenicia and the practice of Baal worship infiltrated Jewish religious life during the time of the judges and the Canaanites worshiped Baal as the sun god and as the storm god and he's usually depicted holding a lightning bolt so that's Baal they also worshiped him as a fertility god who provided children and Baal worship was rooted in sexuality and involved ritualistic prostitution in the temples so the worship of Baal of Baal gentlemen involved having sexual ritualistic routines in the temples as acts of prostitution and they would call that worship to Baal. Then there's the false god, false goddess Asherah um, was the name of the chief female deity worshipped in ancient Syria, Phoenicia and Canaan. Asherah was represented by a limbless tree that was planted in the ground. The trunk was usually carved into a symbolic representation of the goddess and worship of Asherah was noted for its again sexuality and involved ritual prostitution the priests and the priestess the priestesses of Asherah also practiced divination and fortune telling the false god Chemosh was the god of the Moabites the meaning of the name Chemosh is not understood but though some scholars believe it may have meant destroyer or subduer so these these Israel was starting to get involved in worshiping a God called destroyer or subduer. 
and Chemosh was also known as a fish god, and the worship of Chemosh was truly an abomination which involved human sacrifice. And lastly, the false god of Moloch, uh, this god, Moloch worship, uh, would include child sacrifice or passing children through the fire. It's believed that idols of Moloch were giant metal statues of man of a man with a bull's head. Each image had a hole in the abdomen and possibly outstretched forearms that made a kind of ramp to the hole. And a fire was lit inside or around the statue and babies were placed in the statue's arms or in the hole and they were burned. When a couple sacrificed their firstborn, they believed that Moloch would ensure financial prosperity for the family and for the future children. And so Israel was getting involved in worshiping these disgusting, evil, horrific, false gods that involved prostitution in the temples and human sacrifice and and witchcraft and the sacrifice of burning babies. And so no wonder Joshua comes to them and is like, listen, like you guys are you guys are messed up. You know, you claim to be the people of God and yet you're worshiping such evil false gods. And so Israel, um, excuse me, Joshua very sternly and seriously you know, tells Israel, this is not a joke. Throw away these gods. Throw away these gods and make up your mind. Make make your choice, Israel. Who are you going to serve? And that's what it comes down to, gentlemen. Serving God is, has always been a choice. Always. It's always been a choice. God has given us free will to either choose to serve him or to choose to serve ourselves. And the reality is, is that your friends can't choose, you know, make this decision for you of, of you serving God or not. Your parents, you know, if you're, if you're a younger man, your older parents, you know, they can't choose it for you. If you're a father, your kids can't choose it for you. If you're a married man, your wife can't choose it for you. If you guys go to church, your pastors can't choose this for you. It's, it's up to you. Who are you going to serve? Get off the fence and make up your mind. And the reality is, gentlemen, right now you're serving some sort of God. Either you're serving Jesus right now, who's truly your God, and you're sincerely serving the Lord Jesus the best that you can, not perfectly. None of us serve God, you know, perfectly. Or you're serving the God of money, or the God of your career, or the God of sex, or the God of food or popularity, or the God of material possessions, like your house or your car, you know, or your latest gadgets. Maybe you're serving the God of your kids, right? You you shall have no other gods before me, the Bible commands us, including your kids. Maybe, you're, maybe your wife is your God. Maybe you are serving your wife more than you serve God. That's idolatry. Or maybe you're serving you as God rather than serving the living God. All of that is idolatry. And the question is, what God are you serving? And we know there's, you know, the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. Listen to the first six verses of Exodus chapter 20. And God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. There it is right there. You shall have no other gods before me. 
You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments." Listen, God wants all of you, gentlemen, all of you. He's not going to share you with another. He won't do that. He wants all of you. The same that, you know, the same way that I would never share my wife with another man. Never. I've never even, it would never, you couldn't pay me enough money to share my wife with another man. It's not going to happen. Like under no circumstance would I ever share my wife with another man. It's not going to happen. Why? Because she's mine and I want all of her. She's my wife. She's not your wife. She's not another man's wife. She's my wife. And the same goes with God. He won't share you with another. He's jealous. He's a jealous God for you, for all of you. The same way that I'm jealous for my wife. Like, don't mess with her. She's mine. And and the same is the way that God looks at us. He wants all of us. He wants us to not have any other gods before him. He's not going to stand for it. And so it's time to get off the fence and make up your mind. Who are you going to serve? Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters. You can't do it. You can't serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And Jesus says money there. And again, I believe the reason why he says money there, another version says mammon. This is material possessions. This is money. Most most people in our world, their their God is money. They want more of it, and, and once they get a million dollars, you know they want two million. It never it never satisfies. But but God is is their money. Money is their God rather. And, and so Jesus is like, you cannot serve two masters. You can't serve God and money. You can't serve God and sex. You can't serve God and your job. You can't serve God and, you know, your wife or your family as God. You you can't. Yes, you're faithful to your job. You're faithful to your wife. You're faithful to your family. But they are not your God. You don't serve them like God. You, you serve God alone and worship God alone. Amen? And enjoy everything else. We serve God and we enjoy everything else that he chooses to bless us with. It's true. No one can serve two masters. It's time to get off the fence. And Joshua, man, he got off the fence. He's like, as for me and my house, we are serving God. Do what you want. I've told you the truth. I've given you the instruction of of the Lord. I'm making my choice. I'm serving God. You now go and make your own choice. Amen. And so I want to read this uh, really popular parable, parable, parable in the scriptures. And a parable is Jesus told many parables in the Bible. And a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly message. 
right? It's a, a natural story with a spiritual message. That's what a parable is. And so Jesus tells this story of uh, the, the, the parable of the prodigal son or the lost son. And it's found in Luke 15, verses 11 to 24. Let, let me read this, and, and then we're going to talk about it, because it's a powerful story that Jesus tells with a very powerful message. So verse 11, Jesus speaking, There was a man who had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between the two sons. No, not longer, uh, excuse me, not long after that, the younger son got together all the that he had and set off for a distant country. So he's like moving out. He's like, got my got my money. See you later. I'm moving out. It's moving day. And there he squandered his wealth in wild living. So he says, Dad, I want my inheritance now. I'm moving out. And his father says, Okay, you're making your choice. Fine. Here it is. And this son moves out, and the Bible says he squandered his wealth in wild living. This is the party lifestyle. And it says later on in this in this uh, story, at the end, it, it's revealed through his brother uh, that this young man, I'm assuming he is fairly young, he wasted his money on party lifestyle and sleeping with prostitutes. And to squander means to simply... Um, spend or waste anything, money, time, uh, in a reckless and foolish manner. And so he takes his dad's money that his dad gives to him and he just completely throws it away at prostitutes and probably drugs and alcohol and gambling and just he wastes it in reckless, foolish, sinful, wild living. It says in verse 14, after he'd spent everything, now he's broke, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and now he began to be in need. And so listen, the reality is that that high, that that high that we feel of serving ourselves, you know what I'm talking about? Feeding your flesh, that high that we all experience, it, it it's very short and, and it runs out. It runs out. It might last for a week or, or a month or a few months or even a few years, you know, just living for yourself, spending money, drugs, alcohol, sex, cars, women, business, fame, popularity, whatever I want. I get it. I just, I just, I'm living for myself. Eventually that high runs out and you realize all of that was empty. All of that was served, was, was was leaving you still empty. It didn't fill that that void on the inside. Because the truth is, is that the pleasure, there's pleasure in sin. There's no doubt about that. That's why most people sin, because there's pleasure in it. But the Bible teaches that the, the, the pleasure of sin is temporary. It always runs out and it always leaves you, you know, basically laid out on the floor, miserable and broken and, re, and regretting your sinful choices, but there is pleasure. And this young man experienced pleasure, but now he wasted everything on party lifestyle. And now he's broke. He's broke. He's all by himself. He has no more money. Who knows how many women he possibly impregnated? Who knows? Right? He's jobless. He's homeless. He's now in a famine. 
He's got nothing left and he's wasted everything in his life. And so verse 15 says, so he went and he hired himself out to a citizen of the country who sent him out to feed the pigs in his fields. Yeah, that, that That's a low job. Like he barely, like, please, somebody hire me. Like, I'll do anything. And the guy's like, anything? He's like, yeah, I'll do anything. All right. You get to feed the pigs in my field, right? Pretty low. Verse 16 says he longed to fill his stomach. He's literally starving. He's got no food, no money. He's starving. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Those pigs wouldn't even share with him. You Listen, you know you've come to the end. You know you are at the lowest of lows when pigs won't even share their slop. <laughs> right? That's pretty low. I, I don't know how much lower you can go. <laughs> and this is where this guy is. He wasted everything. And now he's with the pigs and he has nothing and no one and nobody and no animal, no pig will share anything with him. He's at the end of his rope. And, and it's all because his choice. He chose all of this for himself. This is not his dad's fault. This is not his pastor's fault. This is not his family's fault. This is not his friend's fault. This is not his his employer's fault. Yeah, he doesn't even have an employer. This is nobody else's fault but himself. He made choices that brought him to this place of nothing and 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 loneliness. And so we fought, we read here in verse 17. So when he came to his senses, notice that most times I would, I would suggest that it's most times people are awakened to God when they're at their lowest of lows, right? It's not because, because when you're on the high mountain, when you got the money coming in, you got, you know, you got the home, you got the career, you got the good job, the good wife, the good family, you know, you got everything that you could want, you know, it's very easy, easily to have the perspective that you don't need God. But when you come to having nothing in the mud with pigs and you're starving and you're lonely and you're afraid and you, you literally are broken, most times that's where we come to our senses and we begin to realize the horrible mistakes that we've made and the horrible consequences that we are now facing because of those choices. And so when he came to his senses, he says, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. He's like, even the people that work for my dad have food to go around and I got nothing. And I'm, I'm, he's my dad and I'm his son and I got nothing. I'm starving to death. And he said, I will set out and I'll go back to my father. And maybe right now, gentlemen, you are in the mud and maybe right now, in this moment, as you are listening to this podcast, you are coming to your senses and you've realized the stupid choices that you made brought you to the place of brokenness that you find yourself in right now. Well, you can say the same thing. You can say, I'm, I'm going back to my father because he's there for you, gentlemen. God is there for you with arms wide open, ready to forgive you, ready to heal you, ready to help you, ready to restore you, ready to embrace you, 
That's that's the father. Amen. That's beautiful. And this this son, deep down, he knows. He knows I, I just need to go back to my father. And he says, I'm gonna get up. I'm going he 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 awakened to his senses. I'm going back to my father and I'm gonna say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. This 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 man is owning it. He's owning it. He's like, no more excuses. I'm going back and I'm going to say, I've sinned. I have sinned. He says, I'm going to say, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your servants. So he gets up and he goes to his father. This is the first wise choice he made in a long time. He got up and went to his father. And the Bible says, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. Notice that. He's a long way off and his father sees him. That tells me the father's watching. Every every morning, that father would probably wake up and cry out to God for his son. And now he's looking out the window every morning, looking out the window, doesn't see him. That night, looking out the window, doesn't see him. And finally, this one day, he's looking out the window. And while the young man was still a long ways off, his father sees him. And was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son and he threw his arms around him and kissed him. Notice that the man didn't just sit there waiting. Well, let's see if he makes it all the way. I see my son. Let's see if he makes it all the way. No, the father chooses to go and runs to his son. And he, another version says he falls on his neck and he wraps his arm around him and he kisses his son. And the son says to him, "Here, hear the son saying, okay, I'm going to I'm going to give the dad my, you know, the my planned speech." He says, "Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son." But the father said to his servants, "Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him." Notice, notice the son says to the father, "I'm not worthy. I've sinned." And the father says nothing to his son. It's like he ignores him. The, fa- the son's like, Father, I've sinned. I'm no longer worthy. But the father says to his servants, go bring the best robe. Put it on my son. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fat calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Let's party. Why? Because the son of mine was dead and lost. He's alive again. He was lost and is now found. And so they began to celebrate. Amen. Look at the mercy and grace of the father that is the same mercy and grace that's an illustration for us of the loving patient faithfulness and grace of our god he's there waiting right now he's waiting for you he's looking and when he sees you make that first step back home towards him he's going to come running to you gentlemen but you got to make the choice you got to make the choice get like you got to get off the fence today get off the fence and make your choice. Look at Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, come to me, make your choice. Get off the fence and come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. And I tell you, if you are on the fence right now, you are weary and you are burdened. You are. You're not at rest. There's no way you can rest while you're sitting on top of a fence. Jesus said, get down off the fence. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Amen. That's what it comes down to. And this man, he 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 had nothing left and he came to his senses and he said, I am going to choose to go back home. 
to my father. That's where I belong. That's I belong in the father's house. I belong in the covering of my dad, my heavenly father. Here I am in the world. I'm not safe. I'm not at peace. I'm afraid. I have nothing. I'm broken. I'm depressed and discouraged and down, down and out. And I'm sitting here in the mud and nobody and nothing gives me anything. I'm going back home to my father. And gentlemen, if you are in the mud, you go back today, right now. Right now, say, Lord, here I am. I repent. I turn from my evil ways, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me for wasting what you've given to me in wild party living. God, forgive me. Here I am. I come back to you, Lord. And he will embrace you. He will celebrate your return because he loves you, gentlemen. He loves you. And so I hope that you're encouraged by this podcast today. It's time to make the choice. Get off the fence, gentlemen, and run full speed to God. He's waiting for you right now. Gentlemen, I would love to connect with you. You can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Matt Frederick Knoll. And you can also find me on YouTube at Matt Frederick Knoll. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any prayer requests, you can email me at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Also, I do. I apologize. The last two weeks, I've had to cancel our Zoom prayer meeting. I, I tried to do a weekly uh, men's prayer meeting on Zoom, and um, it's just been really extra busy for me. And so I apologize for that. But I'm hoping, again, if nothing interferes, to do it this Friday, I do it weekly, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you'll have to figure out what time that is in your time zone. And uh, we just join for 40 minutes and we share burdens and we get to know each other and then we pray for each other. So if that interests you, Frontline Men's Prayer on Zoom, just let me know on email or uh, anywhere. You can just send me a DM on on socials that you want the your email on the, uh, the prayer and I'll make sure you get that sent to you. So... Um, leave a rating for the podcast share it with your friends and family I'd really appreciate that and I hope that you're challenged and encouraged by today's episode gentlemen so just keep standing on the front line gentlemen until next time God bless you thanks for joining me on the front line we're done here time to go I hope that you were challenged equipped and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus your marriages your families and the plans and purposes of God for your life I'd love to connect with you Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Frontline Man. Follow me and you're in good company. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. One more thing. If you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We stand ready.